0: Welcome, everybody, to Dead Talk Live. I am your host, Viz, and today we are joined by Adam Barry and Chip Coffee from the show Kindred Spirits, which is starting a brand new season, season seven, tomorrow, January 20th, on Discovery Plus and the Travel Channel. Uh, Amy Bruni was supposed to uh, be with us today, but due to a last-minute personal reason, she's not able to join. So, we miss Amy, and we'll definitely be talking about Amy and her experiences through Adam and Chip as well. So, welcome, guys, uh, to the show. Congratulations on a brand new season. Adam, seven seasons. How does it feel for the show to have become such a success and going into its seventh season now?
1: You know, uh... I think we're very lucky we're very lucky i mean we never know we get past the first season so for our fans and those that enjoy kindred spirits to watch as long as they have and to support us um, in what we're doing i think we are very lucky and uh we're going to keep doing it until you know you'll see us in wheelchairs one day (laughs) being very old rolling each other around in the asylum
0: (laughs) (laughs) now chip uh it was great to see you back on the road again with Amy and Adam in the premiere episode of this brand new season. Uh, Last season you did uh, your readings remotely. Can you tell us what is like the biggest difference actually being there in person as opposed to helping Adam and Amy out remotely? That's a good question.
2: I've been doing readings for clients by phone for 21 plus years as a professional psychic and medium. So I've had to tap into energy of people remotely for a long time. So when the pandemic hit and because of my age and some medical things, I was required to stay at home more than some other folks. I was very fortunate to be given the opportunity to still be a part of the cast from a remote location uh-huh. it's a little more difficult honestly to try to do that and of course i want to be on location with those two beautiful people that are my cast mates on the show but we did the best that we could and i think the results turned out fine i yeah. think it's kind of interesting to to look at that that's just another way to look at things i think also is can you pick up can a psychic or a medium pick up on energies from a distance of sometimes several hundred or a thousand miles away no. so we did the best that we could but you know this season you're going to see me on location with them several times and that's always a wonderful thing <laughs> you know we we have such a good relationship I love Amy and Adam with all my heart and anytime that we can be together uh, it's great cast and crew yes absolutely adam berry <laughs> and you know i just it, it's it's different but hopefully the end result is the same the the difference for me personally is i i greatly miss my cast yeah. my fellow cast members and the crew
0: does it help uh you said you've been doing remote uh readings for 20 years now does it help your personal connection with Amy and Adam in those re- uh, readings that you're doing remotely? We
2: have such a special relationship, the three of us. We've known each other for a very long time, and I hope Adam will agree with this. You know, it's sometimes it's almost like we can tell what the other one's thinking, we mm-hmm. just by a look on the face or whatever. We we we're kindred spirits.
0: Yeah, yeah. And- you
2: know, I, I I I was just gonna add. I was gonna add like. When Chip
1: when Chip started remote viewing, he's like he was like you know what I'm gonna try to do is tune into your energy. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna yes. try to tune into your energy because I know the two of you so well. Um, we have this connection, and so I think you know he does that on top of uh, remote uh, uh, remote reading, which he does all the time. I mean, he does those all the time uh, anyway, and so he's he's really good. I personally I prefer him in person with us. A so we can see him. And also, you know, our energy, the three the 3 of us, our energy in that environment sort of uh, brings about activity that we can't quite explain. And you yeah. definitely see that on the uh, season premiere.
0: Yes, you do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Now, Adam, you guys spend several nights at a location trying to piece together a mystery. You guys are detectives in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you try to stay objective and not let your preconceived thoughts going into a particular location sort of muddy your thinking to try to get to the actual truth?
1: So, uh, good question. The The easiest answer is we sort of put everything to the side. You have to. Uh, you have to come in with a blank slate. You have to come in with no preconceived notions. Even though we do know where we're going, especially Amy and I. Uh, Chip knows, never knows where he's yeah. going, so thank God he trusts us. Um, but when we show up when we show up we have an idea of the activity we have an idea of what people are going through um but we have to set those aside because those are their experiences and our goal is to go in blank slate see what we can experience does it match up with what they're experiencing and you know get to, like we start dissecting it from there from from a base level
0: absolutely and chip i've told this to amy and adam when i interviewed them back in 21 <laughs> I think what separates Kindred Spirits from other similar shows is they go in not automatically expecting the dark, demonic uh, to be there. It's rare. That's a very rare anyway to begin with. It's always somebody or something just causing a little bit of trouble. What you must see, Chip, as in your mind's eye, when you're either there, physically or doing this remotely. Must be terrifying at times. Uh, Have there been instances where you've picked up on stuff where you legitimately felt concerned for the safety of Amy and Adam?
2: Yes, I've warned them a number of times, you know, just be (laughs) careful, be on guard, you know, take care of yourselves because, you know, it may not be some rampaging evil or demonics and energy or entity that's after them so to speak it could just be a really hacked off spirit that's yeah. you know not not in a good mood mm-hmm. and 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 took that bad mood with them over into into the afterlife but there's one instance in this particular season where i what i saw in my head of an incident that happened in the basement of one of the places that mm-hmm. we went to was so horrifying that i had to make a hasty retreat it was just so emotionally overwhelming what i had realized had happened in that space Mm -hmm. and i always try to let amy and adam know that they need to to proceed with caution they're they're, but you know what i've got to give them credit they're pretty good at at sussing that out on their own because (laughs) we talked about this in another interview the two of them have got their own unique psychic sense about themselves so it doesn't always take Uncle Chip to tell them, you know, beware, beware. They generally are pretty good about picking up that, that information on their own.
0: Now, <laughs> picking up on that point, Adam, you and Amy and Chip have been together for so long, working together, friends. Mm-hmm. Um, do you guys know what is a trigger for the other? And when I mean trigger, I mean, uh, yeah. uh, and this is going to lead to a question I'm going to ask later on. Uh, a a trigger point that a spirit, an energy, whatever might hit on that might push you into the wrong direction. Do do you and Amy know each other so well that you can pick up on those cues and sort of pull the other person back and sort of refocus them?
1: Yeah, yes. I mean, the three of us have worked together for so long and Amy and I have worked together, you know, for over 10 years. And so we, we know what we like. We know what we don't like. We know each other's quirks. Um you know in this first in this season premiere getting Chip down into a into the basement where an actual dungeon exists um that's a trigger that's a trigger for Mr. Coffee cuz he do- he's like I don't want to go down there yeah I don't like this um but he knows he has to go or like a disembodied voice reaching out to Amy he doesn't like that um I there you know there are things that I don't like that they they are very aware of and I think it works for us. Like we, we it's, it's a protective thing for each other. Um, we know what our limits are, but we always continue to push those limits because mm-hmm. we have to push the limits in order to get to the solution. And sometimes we have to do things that we're not comfortable with, but we're all there with each other, supporting each other. So it helps.
0: You guys- We, go- are,
2: very, we are very protective
0: of each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah and that's, Very much so. And that comes through. We can definitely see that on the screen. Adam, there was a particular instance, I believe it was last season, where, I mean, you and Amy and Chip go into a location, full respect. You guys address whatever is there as non-living. You go to great Mm -hmm. lengths not to say the word dead, passed on. Mm -hmm. You call them non-living. But there Mm -hmm. was a a, a jackass, for lack of a better term, spirit, (laughs) that was messing with you. I believe it was last season. And you stood up to them and you said yeah you know you you went from nice respectful a adam and if you're not going to treat me with that same respect then i'm not going to treat you with the same respect and is that important for you to take that stand or to not let these energy spirits sort of roll all over you Yeah, I mean, just like in real life, you're never going to let somebody treat you like crap. And
1: so, Mm -hmm. why would you let them do it when they're dead? Um, uh, Chip Coffee will tell you, we can cut a bitch. And it, you know, (laughs) it might, sometimes we have to, sometimes we have to bring out those kind of things. But again, it comes from a place of respect. Like mutual, we have a mutual understanding that, you know, I'm going to talk to you, you're going to give me these answers. But if there's no respect coming back to me, uh, then I'm going to equally give you what you're giving me especially especially if if they need to be put in their place and it's it's as if it's again humanizing the spirit it's talking to them as if they're sitting in front of you and you
2: wouldn't let anyone else treat you like that so why would you allow that
1: you're not going to be
2: bullied nobody's i mean from the living or the dead i don't think any one of the three of us is going to be bullied by anybody
0: absolutely whether
2: whether they're alive or not alive so you know that's Adam has a very good point there. You just sometimes, if you're getting a spirit that's going to be a jerk,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you're going to have to just let them know that that is really mm-hmm. unacceptable. And if you don't knock it off, we're going to have a problem.
0: Here. Exactly, yep. and that's exactly what Adam did. I was, I was very happy I to remember, see. You I do remember
2: that. what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you, you described it really well. I Adam, Adam in his inimitable style went from okay. If you're gonna be this way, I'm gonna show you how I can be. Mm-hmm. So
0: and let's, Amy, let's rumble. And Amy, uh, and on on another camera said that uh, she knew that was like your like trigger point. That was good. That was gonna yeah. really pee, piss you off. I mean, look, I don't take. I grew
1: up not taking anything from anybody, and I'm not gonna take it from a
0: <laughs> non living entity either. <laughs>
1: if
2: he, if you knew his mom, that would explain a lot. His mom is. <laughs> If you knew if you knew his mom, you would know that he was raised not to take any crap off anybody. Exactly. Yeah, she did a great job of that.
0: Now <laughs> let's focus on this uh premiere episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly about that knocking that you mm-hmm. guys did not experience, but you saw the video that the people there showed you. Wow. Talk about loud and it had a rhythm to it. I mean, this thing was a they were banging out a song on the second floor now when yeah. you when you're presented with that kind of evidence that you were not there for personally do mm-hmm. you approach it with a, a a bit of skepticism to see exactly uh, what the hell that was
1: yeah i mean absolutely so th- yeah this like ghost drum solos happening at the top of the stairs i i think you know when we first saw it, you actually see it on you see it on the episode, but Amy and I are watching this, and you know, I trust the person giving me the video. He swears nobody was there. I believe him. Mm-hmm. But seeing something like that is really shocking. And my face, ha- most of the time during this moment, is like hard to believe. Like I'm h- trying to process it, right? I'm trying to think about what it is, what, what's making that sound. Um, and Amy is like, this is the craziest thing. I mean, it, and it really is, and I think, you know, we have to take it with a grain of salt. Uh we we trust the person giving us the evidence. Uh he's not doing it's obviously something he doesn't understand. We try to recreate it. Um, but it's bizarre. I love when uh people that we're helping show us something that happened to them that shocks us. Yeah. Most of the time, most of the time, you know, they'll show us somebody'll show us something. I'm like, that's dust or that's an orb or that's light refraction or something. Um but when they show us something we can't explain, then we know we're in for something. We're in for a treat. Yeah. We're in for a ghost treat. And it's definitely on this episode.
0: Yeah. That knocking drum song that that was yeah. a, and somebody who's been watching these kind of shows for like two decades now, that was like that was wow. Mm-hmm. Now, Chip, when you went down into that cellar and you saw that dungeon, you saw the restraints and your impulse was, Oh my God, what happened down here? Uh, your your initial reaction, was it fear? Was it something somebody did something horrible down here that they don't want revealed in life and they don't want revealed in their death either? What was exactly going through your mind?
2: It made me sick to my stomach to think that... <clears throat> to think that human beings have been treated so horribly. Yeah. I mean, the things that these people went through were pretty horrific and as someone who is a sensitive and taps into things intuitively i can feel the emotions often of the people that were there yeah and whether it's whether it's interactive with them still being there or it's just the residual or the echo of what went on there um Mm -hmm. it was it was it was tough
0: it was intense and we could tell that as well now in the second episode, Adam, you guys go mm-hmm. to Palmyra, New York. Palmyra yep. is this really, you know, it's just a small town in upstate New York, but it comes up a lot in paranormal discussions. A lot of stuff seems to happen there. Uh, <laughs> you are you guys are brought in. Y- you focus on a particular museum, but actually, mm-hmm. as Amy says in the beginning of the episode. It's a whole district of museums that are experiencing Mm -hmm. activity. That sounds really daunting. How do you approach a case that is spread out over quite a bit of area and try to piece together what's going on? Yeah. So uh, it's not easy. I mean, we we had the entire
1: block. We had multiple buildings, Palmyra, New York. uh, you know, where Joseph Smith found the plates for a book of, for the The Mormon book of Mormon. So, but uh, we have no Mormon, there are no Mormon ghosts we're talking about. (laughs) So, um, you know, we're near where the Fox sisters property is. And I think when we tackle something that big, it, we let the case lead us, right? Like we start in some place, like we do always in one location, and then we are led to the next location and it just, uh, or the next investig part where we're going to investigate next based on what we're have what activity we're having. So I think in that episode specifically, you know, Amy and I trotted down a couple of buildings to talk to Sybil, who was a spiritualist. She was a bit big in the spiritualist movement. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we used her seance table and her crystal ball and her materials. And we basically conjured Sybil to the table to be yeah. like, tell us what's happening down the street. And we've seen this before. We've seen this in Gettysburg where, Ghosts sort of communicate with each other in their own little, I don't know, haunted town, if it were. And um, uh, Sybil shared information with us. And I don't want to give away too much of it. Yeah. Um, But, you know, we use the resources. And if those resources include asking other ghosts for advice, then we're going to use it to our advantage.
0: Now, Chip. As every other psychic medium, you want to go in with a clean slate. You don't want any information. Why is that so important for, for mediums? Is it you don't want anything subconsciously creeping into your mind and influencing what you're picking up on?
2: I'm going to give you an honest answer that I've never given publicly before. So awesome. here we go. Entre nous for you and all your listeners and for even Mr. Adam Barry. All right. <clears throat> it doesn't make a difference. Okay. I could know about the location or not know about the location because I'm gonna go in with my own professionalism and ethics and not do any exploration of where I am. You know, they they keep me in the dark all the mm-hmm. time and not knowing about a place. But even if I knew about the place, I'm going to be authentic and go in and not research it. Yeah. That being said, for television purposes and for the purpose of, of the audience believability and, and and not having to suspend their their disbelief, that they we we do it that way for mm. a reason. They they yeah. want me to to be kind of blindfolded, but quite honestly, even if I knew where I was going, I'm going to tell you what I'm picking up from that place at that exact moment in that time and in that space. You've heard me say before. I'm not feeling anything in this space oh, right yeah. now, and it might have been very active at other times. But if it's not active while I'm there, I'm not going to BS the audience at, or or Amy or Adam and tell them I'm picking up something. Okay. Yeah, and, and to to just to add to that, I mean,
1: it, from our standpoint, um, you know, we there are spaces there are places that we've gone and chip knows what it is when he arrives immediately like lizzie borden house Mm -hmm. like it's it's hard to hide an asylum right it's hard to hide it when he gets there so you know for us as investigators we love chip to be sort of blind in the sense that he doesn't know where he's going because it helps us better understand the reading that he's giving us and i know it either way it doesn't matter but for us it's sort of Uh, It's honestly makes it more impressive, in my opinion, to me. And I think I think that's what, uh, you know, from an investigation standpoint, I think that's very important for us. So we take the necessary precautions, even though I know he already I mean, we even ask him on Kindred. It's like, are you what are you picking up already? Like, he's already picking up things before he even gets there. So and and I guess what I was saying
2: is that even if I knew where I was going, I wouldn't cheat.
0: Yeah, exactly. Exactly.
2: I'm not going to cheat. And I think it just works better. It plays better. For the audience, if I'm really kept secluded and unaware of what's going on and Adam and Amy will tell you and anybody on the production team or or the network who's been there will tell you, they they go above and
0: beyond to keep me
2: uninformed Mm -hmm. about what's going on and where I'm going.
0: Because they want the reactions to be authentic. Now, in the second episode... We're not going to give much away, but it did involve a fire that, Chip, you picked up on. Mm-hmm. And I love watching Amy and Adam's reactions when you nail something right on the head. And uh, their reaction, as soon as you said the word fire, they were like, oh, my God, you know, how did he sense that? But it it's a tragic story with the fire, mm-hmm. and people should definitely watch the episode and hear the story behind that. So, Adam, when it comes to something really tragic that happened to a family, how do you let that not affect you and stay mm. objective? Um, you know, you you have to put it, again, you
1: have to kind of put it aside. It's it's hard. It's hard because if you go in, obviously, we we find out about the disaster. We know about the disaster that happened there, the fire that killed the, the mother and, and her children. Um, uh, but we can't assume that that's who's there. So we keep it in mind. We ask questions about it. Um, There was a lot of mystery surrounding the fire and how it began. And, you know, uh, we just kind of have to trudge through it. And yes, it comes up. Yes, it affects us. Um, But, you know, like any any person who deals or works in trauma and death, you have to find a way to cope with it because you're there to do a job job. to
0: have a purpose. Yeah, absolutely. Guys, we're out of time. The show, again, is called Kindred Spirits, premiering tomorrow, January 20th, on the Travel Channel and Discovery+. Plus. Uh, you know, if you've watched previous seasons, I mean, what what can I tell you that you don't already know? It's a great show. <laughs> Check it out. Uh, they they, gave, they just gave me the first two episodes, so I'm really anxious to see the rest of the season. You guys are phenomenal, as always. Chip, I've got to tell you, when I told my wife last week that I'm going to be talking to the Kindred Spirits team, she's like, "Is Chip going to be there?" I'm like, "Yeah." She got so excited. My- <laughs> give, her my lo- give her my love. Give yeah. her my love. Love
2: from all of us. We're we're really we're really. We're really grateful when people appreciate us and yeah. our work. Mm-hmm. My,
0: my, my wife loves watching you and your readings and just the aura you bring to the screen and the energy you bring. So you. same for Adam, same for Amy. Thank you, guys. Thank you to our Thank audience. You. We have a nice size audience for a Thursday afternoon. Uh, check, <laughs> check out the show premiering tomorrow. Adam Berry, Chip Coffee, and myself. Stay safe. And stay walking. Goodbye, everybody.